0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Barry McKeown is away. Larry Donnelly is joining with Cal Thomas. And could it be that we're finally starting to see the emergence of somebody on the Republican side who might have the support to take out Donald Trump and get the nomination as an alternative to him in next year's presidential election? Could it be Nikki Halley? Well, let's start with you, Cal, because it looks like the Koch brothers, who were very important to Trump's victory in 2016, as well as the hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer, are now throwing their support behind her. Does that give her a chance?
1: It does. And uh, as you noted, the Koch brothers have contributed mightily to conservative and Republican campaigns in the past. But, uh, you know, Trump's lead is so massive, it would have to cut into it significantly. Whether it will or not, I don't know. There's something else happening uh, in the U.S. tomorrow night, which also may contribute to uh, people who are not fully in on Trump uh, uh, departing from him for Haley or somebody else. You have a uh, debate on Fox News hosted by Sean Hannity of all people, uh, between California Governor Gavin Newsom and uh, Ron DeSantis, the Florida Governor, who of course is a presidential candidate. I think that's going to be uh, uh, have huge ratings because there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable. Uh, with going all in for Trump and they would like to see something else. So these are two important signs, I think, less than a year before the election.
0: Cal, there must be a significant body of Republicans who are never Trumpers, who don't want to see their party taken over by him, who will manage to weed out the non-contenders and find somebody strong enough to take them on.
1: Well, I hope so, Matt. But, you know, we've talked about this before. The problem in the U.S. is these primary elections, which uh, wind up uh, getting the extremes of both parties nominated. So by the time you get to the general election, a lot of people who are more moderate or less of a flamethrower feel that uh, they have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Everybody says they hate that. The polls show that both Republicans and Democrats don't want a choice between Trump and Biden, but if if in these primaries they nominate somebody who is Trump or Biden, then they're going to get that in the general election. It's crazy, and I think the whole system needs reform. Okay, remind
0: us, please, Larry, of Nikki Haley's past and what that might give her as a potential alternative to Trump, given that she did serve him.
2: She did. But I mean, sure, she has a a very interesting backstory as as, who identifies as a woman of color, a woman of Indian heritage, uh, governor of South Carolina. Uh, Indeed, she served uh, under President Trump uh, as U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. She ticks an awful lot of boxes and, in my view, has been perhaps the most electable Republican candidate there is. And I suspect the Koch brothers are looking at some of the national numbers which have her uh, ahead by four points against Joe Biden nationally. uh, And that's perhaps why they're putting uh, their money where they are. Uh, So she's compelling in in one sense. But as Cal says, she's so far back in the polls. It's going to take something of metamorphosis here. If this is bad news for anybody, it's very, very bad news for Ron DeSantis, whose campaign uh, was already on life support. Now, uh, you know, he's trying to, he's staking everything uh, on Iowa, but again, he's so far behind there. And to the point about the never Trumpers, uh, the reality is Donald Trump remains extremely popular with the grassroots. Uh, and even though never Trumpers are given an awful lot of prominence in media circles, they are a very, very small band of Republicans. What
0: about, the uh, Carl, his support in evangelical groups? Because there's a new book coming out in which apparently he has called those who didn't support him and who went for other Republicans as so-called Christians and real pieces of a four-letter word that starts with S.
1: Yeah. Well, this is uh, Tim Alberta's new book. Tim is a writer for The Atlantic magazine and other publications. Uh, he interviewed me, and I've got four pages in the book, so I hope it doesn't... Uh, hurt his sales. But he's right. He he, went, he spent four years embedded in the evangelical and conservative community and tells some unbelievable stories about the blind faith so many people put in Trump that, that they think he's God's choice, the rationalization that God used bad people in the past to achieve his will. But the double standard is just amazing. These are people who said about Bill Clinton and his uh, alleged affairs that character mattered. And if you didn't have good character, you shouldn't be president. Now somebody, not only with bad character, but perhaps the worst character of anybody who has been or is running for president, they excuse all of this stuff and say only his policies matter, not his character. It's the most amazing thing. I'm sorry, why is
0: it, Cal? What's your assessment? As a man who is religious, and you've spoken about that on this programme previously, as somebody who believes strongly in Christian values, how can you explain others of your thinking giving Trump this free pass?
1: I think it's uh, the worship of false gods. You know, in the Old Testament, and the Bible, Israel is constantly condemned for worshiping uh, gods of wood and stone and gold and other things. This is the modern day version of it. There are so many people who worship Donald Trump who just think he is the answer to every problem in America. But if you look at his real record, he was going to Build the wall against the, along the southern border and make uh, Mexico pay for it. He was going to uh, reduce the deficit. He didn't. He performed terribly with COVID nineteen, suggesting that uh, uh, that uh, bleach could uh, protect you from it, and that he poo pooed the thing for the first couple of months while while it spread. There's a whole list of things that he claims to have done that he didn't do these people are so blind to that, they will accept nothing. I have a column today about this, and I'm already getting the predictable email. One guy wrote me and said, you know, you, you are just a never-Trumper, and you are an idiot, and uh, you have fallen into the inside the Washington Beltway uh, worldview. And I expect to get a lot more of that. They don't, They don't address the issues that Tim Alberta and I raise. Uh, They just attack you personally.
0: Okay, Larry Donnelly, Cal has seen the light. But what's your assessment (laughs) of these evangelical types and how they have somehow fallen under the spell of the false prophet Donald Trump?
2: Well, well, I should say I'm going to defer to Cal's knowledge of scripture. Uh, The catechism was more the thing uh, in our house. But what, what I will say is Cal says that, you know, there's a lot of it raises a lot of factors and praising false gods. Uh, I actually think this is quite simple. Uh, The reality is the one goal, the principal goal of the religious conservative movement, politically speaking, in the United States since 1973 uh, has been to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision. Ronald Reagan promised it, George Bush Sr. promised it, George Bush Jr., John McCain, a whole host of Republicans promised that they would do this. The reality is whether they approve of his behavior or not, Donald Trump is the one who delivered on what for them was the ultimate goal, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Uh, And that's why so many of them are willing to forgive and overlook just about everything else. Because when it came time for action, uh, Donald Trump was the one who appointed the Supreme Court justices who got this over the line, unlike so many other Republicans who had let them down in the past.
1: Okay, now, well, the great irony of this, if I could just cut in here, uh, Larry and, and Matt, is that there are now uh, more abortions than there were before Roe versus Wade was overturned. I'm all for it being overturned, but the result is not what a lot of conservatives and Republicans had hoped it would be.
0: Okay, but explain, how has that happened? Is that by women going to the states where it is still available?
1: That is partially true, yes and uh, in those states that have uh, restricted it, I don't think there's anybody has outright banned it yet and survived a court challenge, but there's some of that, and in states that uh, still allow it, uh, then women are getting them who want them there. The fact is that the numbers don't lie. This is according to the Goodmacher Institute, which has the best statistics on this sort of thing, that uh, uh, there are there have been more abortions in America per capita since Roe was overturned than before.
0: Okay, but can you, um, Larry, you can say that this uh, Cesaro- is Maybe for Trump for having done something for this element previously. But sure, you know, in politics, it's about what you do in the future rather than you've done in the past. What more can Trump deliver for them that makes them feel that they can overlook all his obvious shortcomings, not just his personal shortcomings, but even his attempt to overthrow the last election result in January 2021?
2: absolutely it's it's a very fair point if they were moving and calculating uh, poli- shrewdly politically uh, they would see that somebody like for instance Ron DeSantis would be uh, their next best hope but I suppose the evangelical community is not immune to what has afflicted uh, vast sways of the conservative movement in the United States, uh, and that is a cult of personality uh, that has sprouted up around Donald Trump. Uh, We can lament it, we can fail to understand it all we want, but the reality is uh, the guy in many ways uh, is a juggernaut, and that's why he is so far ahead uh, of everyone else in the Republican primary, even though they are all more credible at him uh, at every level. Uh, But the reality is people just don't see it. They're blind to it.
0: Larry, something else I want to ask you about. Why is Joe Biden skipping the COP28 climate summit this week in Dubai?
2: Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of an odd one. I mean, what some of his pe- the people around him are saying is that, look, uh, Israel, Palestine is going on and his attention is preoccupied there. Uh, the reality is that his schedule, when you look at it, uh, is quite blank. There's not an awful lot going on. Now, that's not to say that the United States might not be trying to move heaven and earth, and I suspect they are. Uh, to achieve a cessation uh, of hostilities, a permanent or a lasting cessation to hostilities. So I think that that's uh, the primary reason. Uh, and, I, you know, also it's significant that obviously Anthony Blinken, who is uh, doing an awful lot of heavy lifting for the administration uh, on foreign policy, that he's going, John Kerry will be there. Uh, and just to make an editorial comment, um, and to be blunt, Uh, I think it is absolutely crazy. I mean, we're talking about all these climate summits that go on. Uh, I think they should be held virtually because I think it was sending ridiculous signals to have people jetting in from all over the world. At the same time, they're going to be combating climate change.
0: Okay, but Cal no Joe Biden, no Kamala Harris suggestions that this could hurt the Democrats with young voters in next year's presidential election who believe that climate change is a major political issue. But is it that it's more concerned about not upsetting older voters who care less?
1: Yes, you're right. And and it's not only the younger voters that Biden is in uh, trouble with. There are two new polls out, one of them an NBC Siena College poll, uh that show Biden is in trouble with black voters. Uh, the black voting establishment has been essential to the Democratic base for many, many years. But I see younger African American uh, voters as seeing things differently than some of their uh, older peers. Uh, I think they are looking at their schools, the crime in their cities, that uh, the cities like Chicago, the filthy streets in San Francisco and Los Angeles, and they're, and they're saying, "Look, we we can do better than this." I hate to quote Trump positively, but he said during a campaign speech in 2016 to an African-American audience, look, you've been voting for these people uh, for 40 years. What have they done for you? Your schools are a mess. Your neighborhoods are a mess. Uh, you're, you're, you're victims of crime. Why don't you try somebody else? And I think that message is getting through. And if Biden and the Democrats lose even a small portion of that vote, which which Biden got over 90 the, percent in the last election, uh, then I think uh, he's going to be in real trouble and already is.
0: Very quick assessment of that, Larry.
2: Uh, well I totally disagree. I think if, if anyone's to assert that the Republicans have done a better job for people of color in the United States, uh, I think that's incredibly wide. Uh, of the mark I do think too a couple of things that is that are there is moving the needle is African Americans are Americans just like everyone else obviously and, and the cost of living uh, and other factors are really hurting them they are really hurting them and affecting them disproportionately uh, and naturally in that circumstance you look against the incumbent president to somebody else
0: thank you very much Larry Donnelly and Cal Thomas the last word with Matt
2: Cooper Today,